Hi, friends, and welcome to 24 Karat Conversations. I'm your host, Rhonda Velez. Let's be real. Testing and trials are never fun. But what I have found is that we aren't alone in those seasons. My favorite Bible verse is Job 23.10. For when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We're going to share some amazing stories of people who have endured and emerged as pure gold in the midst of hard circumstances. We're going to laugh, probably cry, and get super transparent about life and the struggles we endure. So sit back, relax. It's about to get real. Hello, 24 Carat Tribe. It has been a while. Oh my gosh. And not because I haven't wanted to record, but because there has been a lot going on in our family. And I'm super excited to have my guests on because she is my daughter. And I had to have her on because a lot of the reasons why (laughs) we have had a delay in 24 Carat is because my daughter has been off doing things that are exciting. So, Nina, I'm going to let you just start. And I mean, everybody knows Nina. Nina Velez, do I call you Velez? You can call me Nina Brothers now, officially. (laughs) We want to start there. (laughs) Well, I feel honored to be on your podcast again. I have been on, I want to say years ago now. And it is amazing to be back. So thank you for accepting (laughs) me back. (laughs) Um, So welcome. It is my fault that my mother has not recorded in a while. (laughs) Um, I got engaged like what, two months ago and quickly my fiance and I stumbled upon a beautiful single family home and it was ready by October. And we were just like, this has to be God opening this door for us. And we just need to walk through it. Um, long story short, we were like, we should do this the right way. Uh, get married legally. And so we got legally married, still having our big celebration wedding next year, but all within a month, I've purchased a home, um, currently living in the new home and currently married. (laughs) So shortest engagement ever. It was not as expected, but I mean, once God like puts things in your lap, it's, it would be dumb not to take it. So yeah, it's been a little crazy in our family. Yeah, it has been definitely a busy season. There's been just so many things going on, um, you know, between traveling for me personally, and then you getting engaged and getting married and buying a house and all of those things were just kind of a whirlwind. So here we are, but we kind of wanted, Nina and I were talking the other day about when God says no, we had a really good friend of ours, a few, probably about three years ago, um, there was a situation that had happened and I'll let Nina kind of talk a little bit more about that. But Nina and I were fasting and praying for a reconciliation of the situation. And one of our dear friends, finally, after, I don't know, it must've been two or three months of fasting every day, like in the morning, she was like, you know, at some point you need to just be done with fasting. Know that you have prayed and you've asked God for the direction and you need to just eat cake. And I just love that saying. And every time I hear it, I'm like, all right, it's time to eat cake. Like he said, no, and it's time to eat cake. So I want you to kind of talk a little bit about, um, you know, the situation that happened three years ago and kind of where, where that left you when God said no, and like where it's brought you to today. Yeah, I feel like God has said no a lot of times in my life, and I have not listened. (laughs) Um, But I mean, I think that's what's so beautiful about it is God 
can say no and he can still redeem all that you've been through when you go through those different seasons in your life. Um, about like three years ago, I was in a whole other different stage in my life and there was a relationship I really wanted us to reconcile. I, like you said, we were praying, we were fasting, we were doing everything that we thought we should be doing. Um, and ultimately at the end of the day, I learned that people have free will and God gave us free will. Um, and we did come to a point where I honestly think that grandma was probably the first one that said like, Hey, I feel like God's not going to reconcile this. And I think you and I were like, what, why would you even say that? Like, why would you even say that about this situation? And, um, it took us, I think you and I a while to accept that. Um, but it was in that, I don't think I ever like in that had an immediate of God said, no, I think it took like that free will of that person to realize, okay, yeah, God actually had a firm no on this reconciliation. Um, and so, you know, it, it definitely was hard for me, but what's so beautiful about it is I do feel like I was, I grew closer to God in that period in my life because in the midst of that, I mean, you can imagine emotions are going when you have a relationship that you want and it's not working out and you're confused. My relationship completely deepened with the Lord. Like I remember waking up in the morning and just like yearning for like worship and prayer and reading the Bible, like more than I ever had before. Um, And so it was, you know, in that like season in my life where I do feel like even though God said no, he was showing me like an intimacy with him that I never experienced before. Yeah. And I think um, what I remember the most is the things that God would do and just kind of drop things in your lap, like of, of periods of encouragement, right? Like I remember um, the one time that you called me and you're like, there's these Bible verses that I found like sitting on my coffee table. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Oh my gosh. I totally even forgot about that. And we mentioned it. Yeah. There's a random two Bible verses that came upon my table and uh, I don't know if you remember what they were. I can't remember. Well, one of them was the um, the Lord's Prayer, which I thought was beautiful. And I can't remember what the other one was, but it was like a day. I remember you just feeling super, super distraught. And you're like, I came downstairs. I found these two Bible verses sitting on my table. You're like, I don't know if they flew out of a book or where they came from, but they were just like these Bible verses that were sitting there. And I remember you hung them on your fridge and you kind of, clung to them because I think when you're going through a season like that, I do believe that God gives us little, little words here and there, whether it comes from somebody else or whether it comes from, you know, just something you see online or something that really touches your heart. It's like that hope, right? That hope of, I know that it's, I'm going through the thick of it, but I know that I will get through this um, because it is very distressing. And I mean, we were even talking the other day about how thin you were and how much weight you had lost and how you just weren't eating and and to look back at pictures and be like, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I do think the Lord spoke to me in really unique ways in that time period. I felt like I kind of leaned in more to the prophetic and, and just different ways that God can speak to you. Of course, like, you know, Holy Spirit intercedes, but I also feel like he spoke to me a lot in dreams. And that's, I often think people just glance over their dreams. And a lot of times your dreams do have a symbolic nature, like it is God given. And so 
I remember like there were lots of nights every single week that God would drop a dream and I mean, just certain scenarios of like a warning dream of like, Hey, this is coming. And then the next day it would happen. Like it was very interesting to see how God spoke to me through that. Um, and even, you know, just through people giving me encouragement or, you know, stumbling upon different themes of, um, I know Esther was like really, really big. I did, did so much into that, that chapter in the Bible. And, um, I even had a book on just trying to get to like, figure out, okay, who was Esther, you know, what was her position in the Bible and, um, clung to her character and really was able to like dig more into just the way that God anointed her. And so even that, like, I don't even know how I got through it, but it's just really interesting to see how God will drop things into your life. will shift your mindset to like, help you get through a really, really hard period. Yeah. And I remember too, like just the fact that, um, you received the gift of the Holy spirit during that season of time for the very first time in your life, which is crazy because you were in your twenties. Um, you know, you grew up charismatic and, you know, we always knew about the gift of the Holy spirit, but you received it literally just days before you'd walked into a really hard battle in this season. And I remember you telling me how God just was downloading information to you as you were in conversations. And I just think that that is, again, is the way that God just really equips us to fight the battle that we're in, in that season. Yeah, completely. And yeah, going through that season and then at the end of it, knowing that God said no, I think that also brought like a whole other different emotion because yeah. you have all these emotions going through, okay, God, like, what what am I doing? What are you doing? And, you know, I'm going to cling to you and I trust that you're good. Um, but I do remember after, you know, it was all said and done and I knew this wasn't going to reconcile and I knew like my life is going to be a little different. Um, and I knew that he said no. I do remember like him telling me like, even if I'm still good Mm -hmm. and that's not something that would just pop into my head Mm -hmm. at that moment because I was distraught and I have clung to that a lot of times in my life because yes, that was really hard season, but I've gone through other hard seasons after that. And I still remember like, even if I'm still good, like I'm going to redeem it. And it's very interesting to see where I was back then versus now of so many blessings, like we were saying in the beginning that have happened within the last couple months of like, God saw it all. God saw the big picture and he was able to put so many different puzzle pieces together to bring such a beautiful, beautiful puzzle out of it. Uh, And so I think that's something is like when you're, when it, when you're done with God says no, you have to lean in of like, okay, what next? Like, what else do you have to tell me? Because there has to be more. Yeah, definitely. It reminds me so much of um, Habakkuk. And in Habakkuk 3, 17 through 19, it says, even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vine, even though the oil crops fail and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the field and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon the heights. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so appropriate. It actually brings tears to my eyes because you think about how the deer's feet have to be able to 
climb and be on rock and it's not always stable. And I think during that season, I think as a mom, like watching you have to go through it. Like when you're a kid, I'm able to protect you. I'm able to give you a hug and tell you it's going to be okay. And everything's going to be all right, babe. And this was the one time that I actually had to release my control of what was going on to your life and literally say, okay, God, she is yours. I believe that you have better for her and you have greater things for her. So you said no. So now what? Right. Mm -hmm. And I think in that season, you know, I watched you grow so much as, um, you know, as a young woman And as a Christian, I'm always so grateful that you stayed close to Jesus, because I know a lot of times when things go really hard, our tendency is to be like, well, God isn't good. And I'm going to turn away from him because if he was good, he would have protected me from this. And you didn't. You did the complete opposite. And I couldn't be more proud as a mom that you leaned into God even more and were like, okay, what is next? What do you have for me? And in that process... I mean, we moved all the way across the country, which was a whole crazy (laughs) other thing, right? Like that was totally unexpected because this was like in 2020. And then we ended up moving the following year in 2021. And literally God did it suddenly. And it seems like for us, it seemed like such a long time, right? Like three years seems like forever, but in God's timing, it really wasn't that long of a period. Yeah. 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 I was going to say that too, is I could have gone a whole other different way. I could have gone bitter. And I remember thinking that to myself when I was going through is like, okay, I could be like really mad and angry and bitter. And not that I did not have my moments because I had a lot of moments where I was really pissed off. (laughs) Um, And and did not want to talk to him at all. Um, But I also realized like, I was so desperate that I was like, I just need to cling to something at this point. Like I feel so alone. I have no idea who else to cling to. And yes, I had my family and friends around me to support me, but it wasn't giving me what I wanted. And so, you know, there was no other option really than to cling to God or to become bitter. And I felt more comfort in clinging to God than to sitting in my bitterness and anger. Yeah. Definitely. And I mean, I think this goes way past relationship as well. I mean, I know that, you know, you also were in a position um, where you had had a job opportunity where it didn't work out as well. And you thought this is where God had led you. God removed you from it. And it was hard because it was after, you know, we had moved here to Tennessee and you thought, oh gosh, okay, God has this big opportunity for me. And you took the role. Um, you learned a lot. I would say you probably learned a lot within yeah. that that role. You were also learning to find your voice. So let's talk a little bit about finding your voice. Gosh, that's a whole <laughs> other episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I feel like in my life, and this is obviously my trauma, but um, I've realized that a lot of times my voice has been silent or I've been too scared to speak up about something um, or just my voice has been dismissed or just not noticed. Um, And so a lot of like seasons in my life had a weird reoccurring theme of like speaking up or just voicing how I feel, um, like accepting the emotions that I'm feeling. Um, And so, yeah, like when I went in this job opportunity, I honestly, I didn't really ask God if this was meant for me to like join this, um, you know, type of job. Yeah. Yeah. But 
I just kind of was like, this has to be God. Like, this is amazing. And so of course, like I joined it, it wasn't what I expected. Um, but I did learn a lot out of it. And it just came to this point where it was really messing up my mind mentally. Like I was really struggling. I felt like I was on the verge of depression and I was like, this, this just cannot be right. Like I, I don't feel a piece about this. I'm exhausted. Um, and so I really ultimately felt like God was telling me like, this isn't really where I placed you. And even though that really stung <laughs> to yeah. like, and to feel like, oh, maybe I made the wrong decision. Um, the good that did come out of it is I, like you said, I've learned a lot. I grew in my career, um, being a business owner, I was doing this on the side, plus being a business owner. Um, I grew in being a business owner once I left and it was also really cool to see like God place clients into my life after that, Yeah, even though I was so concerned, okay, the income is lost. It was like supplemented with new clients that provided me with much more ease than what I experienced in that, in that job. So even though God, you know, you may do something that God is technically didn't put right in front of you. You didn't ask him. Um, it was really cool to see how God can still redeem a lot of those situations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, since, since you, you know, when I think, I think learning when God says no to be okay with it and to be like, okay, there must be something on the other side of it. That's a really hard thing to accept. And I think a lot of young women, especially fall into that when it comes to relationships, because with relationships, we kind of want what we want, right? Like we want, we think that God has this thing for us. And then you see the signs, but you continue to walk through the door and you don't say no. So really technically, I mean, I think you saw some things you continue to walk through the door on both situations and God had said no a long time before that. Yeah. That? yeah. Yeah. Gosh, there's so many times even in like I'm even thinking back and no hate to all my high school boyfriends. <laughs> but I mean, there's a lot of times I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't be in this relationship. Like I did it because I was a teenager and thought that everyone should have a boyfriend when I probably wasn't emotionally mature for one back then. Like, you know, there's just so many times that you think back on your life and thinking like, oh yeah, there's there's so much struggle. Like not that, I don't know. And this could be a whole other episode too, but I feel like a lot of times like Christians will think like, well, if there's not a piece about it, then it's not the Lord. But I don't entirely believe that, which is when it can get very confusing. Yeah. Uh, like, is this God? Is this not God? And that's when you really have to like hone in on like, Lord, is this where you have me? Is this where I should be? Because even in our move, like we like we had a piece about it, but then we also moved here and we, we sometimes did not have a piece yeah. about it. Yeah. But it was still what God called us to do. Mm -hmm. And so it's like in those situations, you have to ask like, Lord, is this where I should be? Or is this just normal to like feel the stress and the emotions of everything? You know, because there's sometimes that you are walking in what God has called you to do and you still don't feel a peace about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, necessarily like sometimes God says no because of decisions we made. And sometimes God moves you to a place and then he says, no, it's time for you to move. Like, or it's time for you to go somewhere else or do something different. And so I think there's just two different ways. I think really being sensitive to the Holy Spirit and trying to hear what he's telling you. I know that I have found that through like journaling and through, you know, prayer journaling, especially 
kind of like, what is the direction? Because it is confusing. Like, let's be real. Like, it's not like you have some audible voice coming down from the heavens going, don't do that. You know, like sometimes you have to make decisions and sometimes you have to make risky decisions and things. And then you're in it. And then you're like, oh man, like, I hope I made the right choice, you know? But I don't think that that every bad decision is a no that God said. Sometimes it's life too, you know? We yeah. can't over-spiritualize it either, you know? Um, but I definitely think like, for me, even with, you know, when I think about God saying no, I think the biggest one for me was when Tiana passed away, you know? And I remember my mom asking God, like, if it's not a healthy baby, Lord, just, it's okay. Like, we'll, we'll let her, you know, go home to you. And I didn't, I, gosh, darn grandma, right? Because like, she, oh, like, she, she knows. Like, she has a number to the Exactly. It's like, she knows. Um, and I remember thinking, no, like, that is not, that is not what I want. And God clearly said, no, you know, Tiana needs to be with me in heaven. And even though that was really, really hard, I look back now and I think the amount of lives that my daughter has touched um, in her death is beautiful, you know, and I do wish she was still here with us, but I also know that like her life has touched so many people and I feel the same way about you. You know, you've gone through so many things and, you know, coming into your new relationship with. Lisa, can you talk a little bit about what God's yes looks like? Oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> um, and I mean, how beautiful is it too? Like the patience of it all, because even though yeah. this has been only like a couple of years and moving here, being single, like that was really hard. Yeah, the dating um, stories are fun. The dating, dating stories. Is, yeah. Um, but how amazing it, it can be to like, see what God has you wait for. And my husband is absolutely amazing. Like every single day that he comes home, I'm like, wow, I cannot even believe that I am blessed with this man. He is so kind and gracious and gentle, like so gentle with my heart. And he's everything that I have prayed for. He's everything like God knew I needed and God knew I didn't need. Like there's things that I prayed for that he gives me that I'm like, I didn't even realize I needed that in a man. Um, And so it's, it's absolutely wonderful to see like how God can redeem. It may not look at your timeline because when I moved here, I, it felt like the longest year. I mean, it really wasn't that long, but it felt like so long before I met him of like, okay, am I just going to be alone for the rest of my life? Like what's going on? And then God will just do it suddenly. And it's, it's (laughs) you did did know him. I did know him. I mean, if, anyone like who doesn't know the story, he, he works with my dad. (laughs) So I mean, I met him several times and I remember even seeing pictures of him, but like, I was like, he works with my dad. Like, there's no way that we would even go out. Like that's awkward. That's weird. And so it, it happened. And he asked my dad if he couldn't, you know, date me and you know, there, there's the, where it starts. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of funny. I didn't know him. I just didn't. Yeah. Want <laughs> well, it's all, it's just so funny. Cause when I, when, um, I've talked to Weasel about it, he's like, I literally moved here from Alabama, like yeah. two months before, literally like almost to the date, two months before we moved here. Yeah. Um, that's so yeah. that's, what's crazy is like, 
when you think about the back scenes and everything God was doing on the back end of it, like you just think, man, like that's just incredible. Like God had already prepared his heart to be here in this space. He was preparing your heart, yet your heart was not ready for him Mm -hmm. when he moved here. It wasn't. Your heart was still healing. Your story was still playing out. Um, I'm not even sure that you were okay with God's no at the point when we still got here because there was still a lot of things that you were working through. And, um, you know, but God like gently prepared your heart for to receive his love because I'm not sure that you could have even received the love that Lisa gives you without the healing process of it. And I want you to talk a little bit about your healing journey because I know that we do talk about Freedom Academy a lot. The first academy you attended, you were literally just months out of that relationship. Um, And then level two and three, when we moved here to Tennessee and next week, we will be finishing up our certification program to level four. And what does that feel like? And tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, even to just get to level four and know that I've dug so much into my story, it feels like an accomplishment. Um, I think in level one, I didn't really know what I wanted out of it. I feel like level two is really where it shifted for me, where I was really able to dig into my story and just the reason why I was acting the way I was acting, um, you know, growing up in high school and, you know, college, like the way that I would react to people, the relationships I would, you know, be attracting romantic and friendships, like just to see how that plays out into my life. Uh, was really interesting. And it honestly, Freedom Academy just opened up so much. And of course, I, of course, did all the levels. But what, after those levels, I went into therapy really, really hard. I mean, I was at some, one point going to therapy one time a week because I needed it so bad. Um, and honestly, if I didn't do that, I don't know if I would be at that point in my life where I feel not healed, but I do feel like I understand myself better. I do see how God has worked in my life. I know we mentioned like my voice is one of like the big things that I've had trauma in my life. Like it has influenced my personal and my business life of being able to know myself more, um, know how God's working in my life, know my triggers, know, you know, the things that may pop up that are unhealthy and how to deal with it. Um, it's better my marriage, honestly, like even being a month into marriage, the way I communicate is 10 times different than how I would have communicated years and years ago. Um, and so that it's really amazing to see once you start opening up your story and thinking like, Oh yeah, like that actually was a significant event (laughs) that probably had an impact upon my life. Um, like Freedom Academy too. We went into one of our stories that I was like, oh, that was in second grade. That's not a big deal. And then you dig into it and you're like, yeah, no, that was really messed up. And that explains a lot of the way that I handle myself in personal and in business life. So um, I'm like a huge advocate for people to start doing that now because, you know, once I have kids, I do feel like I'm, I'll be better set up because I know my strengths and my weaknesses. Um, and you know, I feel grateful that I did this at a young age, you know, before I got married so that I can have even a healthier relationship. So yeah. yeah, And I think that's so important. I think it's so important for you to be able to 
heal in your own story, because regardless whether or not, like, you know, when, when God says no, you're still having to work through things. And a lot of times, like, we don't know ourselves well enough to be able to understand God's no. I think it's easier to understand his no once you know who you are, like when you're starting to understand your own identity. And we're all a work in progress. I always try and remember like when I regress, right? Because I've learned all these things. We're going to be certified, but it doesn't mean we're completed. It just means we are better equipped to be better people. We'll still go through the cycles of things that are unhealthy, yet we always know, okay, like I messed up this time. Like I know how to get back there a lot quicker than before. And I um, taught a class not too long ago. We were talking about Jeremiah 29, 11, right? That's like the famous verse for, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. But when we talk about Jeremiah, we have to understand that it was during a time where they were in um, exile and they were being held captive. So it's not like he wrote that in like, I'm on my mountain high, I'm in a perfect situation. He wrote that in a really dark time as a way to give us hope for the future, just like the verse I read in Habakkuk, right? Like, I mean, you listen to that verse in Habakkuk and it's like the vines are bare and the crops are bare. And, and you know, but it's really like in those seasons that God really, that's the time where you can really dig into like, how can I grow in this season? And I think if anything, like you can't go around blaming everybody for everything blaming God, blaming people, blaming, you know, sometimes it starts with you. And sometimes it starts with, okay, like God said no to that, but that means that I'm going to get healthy and I'm going to look at this from a different perspective. I'm going to look at it from God's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I think you need to have both. You need to be able to hear and discern God's voice, but also at the same time, you do have to take action. I mean, I'm like a firm believer that the Lord can give things into your life. But like a perfect example is me meeting my husband. Yeah. I had him in my life, but if I didn't say like, Oh, let's just go on a date and see, we would not be married. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah. And so you do have to take action at some point and figure out like, okay, this keeps happening in my life. What do I need to do to change it? And, um, you know, that took me a while to realize, but it wasn't until, you know, I went through really hard seasons that I was able to discern God's voice more and also figure out what action I needed to take, whether it was Freedom Academy or whether it was therapy um, to get more healing so that I didn't repeat the same mistakes that I did in the past. Yeah. So good, Nina. So good. I'm so proud of you. I know you're my daughter, but I'm super proud of you. (laughs) 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 Well, I want to close this by just asking you because you're 25 years old and Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that you know, the people who listen to this, whether it be a mom who has a daughter that's, you know, in a stage where she's struggling with God's no, or whether it's, you know, a 25 year old girl who's like, well, God said no to this. I still want it, but how do I move forward? Um, you know, what piece of advice would you give someone that is in the hard place of no? Oh my gosh. I'm going to make, try and not make this so long-winded. I feel like there's so much that I can say. Um, I mean, for the person that's just like really feeling like God saying no is confused. Uh, I would just, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, but just lean in more to the Lord and just see what he could do. 
Um, and I know what really helped me. And I think a lot of people in their twenties kind of struggle with this is just hearing from God in general. Like, I didn't think I could ever hear from God, but I remember taking that step of like, clearly remember going into my office, sitting at my desk and just like having my notepad out and just hearing anything that popped into my mind, I wrote it down. And that's kind of how I developed what the Lord was speaking to me, because I feel like once that door is open and, you know, you're like, okay, Lord, I'm ready to receive what you want to give me. Things start coming where you're like, okay, now I can kind of start seeing clearly. Um, I would also say just really surrounding yourself with people that are going to like support you and be there for you, but also taking the time to heal yourself because the end of the day, like my mom couldn't have healed me. Like you could have said all the right things and I wouldn't have gotten to that place, but being able to like have a therapist that I can go to daily, um, weekly and be like, Hey, this is what's going on. Give me perspective, or I just need to call you and cry. Mm -hmm. Um, was really helpful for me during that season and got me through it. And I think lastly, to just know that like God has so much more for you, even if that is a closed door. Um, just, I think you just will sit back one day and realize, wow, I can't believe I got through that. And I can't believe how much he's redeemed because if God's saying no, like, and I know this sounds so cliche, but he does have more for you. And there's so much more that you may not even comprehend or understand. Um, so allow God to just prove that to you. So good. Well, thank you so much for being on. It's such an honor to always have for you. Having me. I'll have to make you a reoccurring guest because you're fun. I'm surprised I'm not a reoccurring guest. I know. What's that? Rude. <laughs> Rude. Well, I um, thank you so much. And 24 Karat Tribe, thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this episode with your friends and family. And until next time, sparkle on. Bye. Bye.